0: radio podcast I'm your host Brodinky with me as always is my good friend Schmidt in your place for the horological hot takes taboo topics and often unpopular watch opinion Schmidt, what's going on bud
1: Hey man it's uh good to be back I know we had a little bit of a delay this week listen, but good
0: listen I'm just happy I haven't hacked up a lung yet on the feed All right I've been uh I had been dealing I had some sick kids earlier in the week and then they got me and I didn't feel like I could string together uh, a few paragraphs worth of verbiage without hacking. So I was like, all right, we'll just keep it, keep putting it off until I feel like I can go. So finally today, I, I felt like I was good to go. I've been drinking a lot of fluids. I feel like, I feel like it's finally time and we've had a good amount of news drop. So yeah, should be a fun one.
1: Well, I'm glad you're on the men, man. It's uh this time of year. It's like the bubonic plague for anybody that has kids and uh, just in general, the season chain and
0: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, my throat gets all dry when the seasons change anyway, and then they got me on top of it, so I've just been, like, just making disgusting sounds all day long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happens, it happens.
0: Yeah, it does happen. But, uh, but how are things about you?
1: No, man, everything's good. Kids are doing all right, uh, getting excited and ready for, you know, the holidays are right around the corner. we got Thanksgiving coming up in a few short weeks, and then, uh, we're on to, uh, Everyone's favorite holidays, so rounding out the, re- the end of the year, which is kind of crazy to admit that we're already at the end of the year mark, yeah, which is pretty wild, is nuts. Um, but yeah, everything's good, man. Just uh, living the dream as much as I can.
0: Yeah, I've already seen the Christmas decorations going up, so it's time. It's that time. Of year. Poor Thanksgiving. It always gets passed over. It's always uh.
1: And it's worse every year, like yeah. every year. It's like progressively worse.
0: Yeah. Every year, Christmas gets closer to Halloween. But yes, so, it's so uh, true. It's I've so already true. seen. I've already seen the, the decorations. I, I see people putting up inflatable snowmen and stuff. And I'm like, oh, boy. All right. I wasn't yeah, ready here for we are. dead of winter yet, but I, I guess now that it's getting dark at five. I o'clock, mean, it's and it's, it's and it's
1: getting cold. It's getting cold. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure like I, I was checking the temperatures out your way. And it's like it's gotta be what in the forties, fifties right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it we're we're getting, you know, high 50s, 60s here, which is cold and and for us, and and, and obviously we're getting a lot of rain and it's like misty, just like this is the kind of weather where you just get sick. <laughs> you
0: yeah. know what I mean? Everything is just it, wet.
1: It's yeah. just <laughs> gross. It's just gross. But here we go. Winter is upon us.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an eventful couple weeks here. So <laughs> that's
1: saying pl- that's we got- that's saying a lot.
0: <laughs> we got plenty to talk about. Um, I I guess I'll, I'll put the, the postmortem on uh, Men Wear Pink. Thank you for everybody who contributed both uh, donation wise, prize wise, whatever it is. Um, I know I sent that the last few prizes this week and uh, yeah, it was cool. We raised just under 20 G's, which in today's economy is phenomenal. That's amazing. Uh, in, yeah, Thank in talking, you, guys. Yes, and talking with the guy who was my contact, he said it was just kind of a tough year across the board. So the fact that we were even able to do that was big. So, yeah, and I said we're happy to help out, and it was a good good time. So people got some cool watches. Um, we put out some cool straps. So you don't have to hear me talk about it anymore till next year. So that's cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until you reprise your role again, right? Uh,
0: um. <laughs> yeah and then i i uh peter asked me to to join his november team and i'm like dude i just got done with this man <laughs> i literally just <laughs> hey, got done with this
1: hey but you're doing the push-ups all right it's fine. i'm
0: just doing it i said listen whatever comes in comes in i was like i'll help you get the word out i was like i i can't spearhead this thing it's yeah 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 yeah. i'm exhausted i mean it,
1: it's 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 enough to push you know real you know men wear pink i guess now there's no real men were pink but men were pink um and 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 really do this i mean even something as simple as straps and a lot of people don't see that behind the scenes like i kind of know a little bit more about what you what you do and how you push it and everything like that and i i don't think people really understand that it is complex to get these watches and you know build connections where people are willing to give these things to to you to to pass on to others and that's not a small feat for sure
0: no it's definitely a challenge and it's it's you know it's also hard like i i even said when they asked if i wanted to to do the push-up thing i was like listen it's going to be a stretch for me to put my (laughs) hand out and be like hey does anyone want to donate any money even though he just did like it's i i was like it's not going to be like men wear pink it's just not i was like i'll help you with the you know the exposure and everything that's cool i'll do i'll do it alongside you guys you know tim it's under the cuff watch poppy uh a bunch of people and then yeah yeah yeah. and yeah whatever at the end of the day if we if we raise a couple bucks for a good cause awesome but I'm like I I can't just like <laughs> no it's, I can't a lot, be that guy. it's a lot it's a I, lot it's a lot so um yeah so I am doing it you'll see me doing it but uh, just a quick thanks to everybody who helped out with Men Wear Pink we did a good thing um, so until next year and uh, I've already I've already got something in the works for next year so that's good
1: <laughs> wow starting early all right well you know what happened just, was so, just some, finished getting ready to go
0: some a company that we like a lot happened to. Mm. Be chatting with me, and they were like, Hey, are you doing another fundraiser? I was like, Yeah, but it's like over now. And they're like, Oh, all right, next year. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna screenshot this and hold you to that. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, so that's exciting. <laughs> that's good. Well, hey, you know, that makes it a little bit easier for you, right?
0: Yes, yes, less, a little less stress. That's all it goes a long way. It does. Um, so we've got a fair amount of new stuff here i'm gonna lead out with brightland because we've been giving them enough crap about sort of taking it easy lately they've brought back the avenger in a couple different forms and i'm sure people have probably seen the chronographs by now but there's also a smaller 42 mil just automatic and then there's also a, a gmt yeah um, these i like these these are Very brightling to me. Like I appreciate that super one way. Like they still brought in a little bit of the colors with the sort of pistachio and the blue and the tan, but they kept it with that steel look, that aggressive, brightling design. The the straps look really nice with it. I like these. I'm with it. They're expensive, no doubt. I mean, they're you know BO1s and all,
1: yeah, like eight grand. But you know, I I also feel like these are some of the most price accessible O ones within their collection. Yeah. I mean they which go is, up. I mean they, they go up fast.
0: Yes. I mean look
1: at a Navitime you're adding two plus grand to that. Yeah. For and sure. And it's essentially the same movement. So I mean it's uh I'm with you, man. I like these a lot. I you know, you and I are kind of joking off air. It's like, where have these been all year? <laughs> yeah, we've, like, we've
0: been like Breitling. Come on, come on. Here like, what are, are you
1: doing? What are you doing? You know, you got uh, Iron Man watches and school, you know, sports teams watches. Great, that's awesome. But like, wh- what's what's the real meat? <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I I agree with you. I I think the colorway is really nice. But you know, for me, I think what makes it most attractive is it's it's light enough to still be normally like everyday wear. Yeah but it is still in that same kind of color vein that like it's obviously military inspired right like you have green army fatigues you got kind of like this navy version like sand camo like even though these are not camo watches but they're they're very much military watches you know what i mean
0: yeah they read um like uniform colors
1: exactly exactly and and i you know i gotta say that was a smart move you know, because I know a lot of regulations now within the military, it gets very difficult to be able to wear certain things, certain colors. And you kind of had to keep things, you know, consistent with your uniform, and what you're allowed and, and you can and cannot wear. So um, obviously, this is designed with intention. Uh, it's designed to, to, to fit a certain, you know, kind of demographic of people. And I think it's going to achieve it very well. I think these are good looking watches.
0: Yeah, and the automatics not terribly priced at forty six hundred. Oh. No, no, but they they give me on especially when on the bracelet. I I was a big fan of like the steelfish, and these yes. are very reminiscent yes. of that, which I like a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's just a good design. You got the you got the you know the the bezel riders at the at the quadrants at 15, 30, 45. You also have the raised marker, so you get essentially kind of like a diving bezel, but it's kind of rough and you know rugged. Looks kind of like a pilot bezel too. I You know, it's just, it's a good design. I think it's well executed. Price point is fair. I think this will be a a popular watch for for a lot of people that are getting into Link.
0: So, yeah, and a, a little more reserved than the Fugazi Slow Chrono Super Ocean.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? again. Those I are a
0: little out there. These are a little more bringing it back in.
1: Again, this, this is why I'm just like, where's your direction, right? Like. You got bangers and then you got stuff is just like, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh I think I think Brightling really needs to either pick a direction whether are they gonna go back to classic, you know, kind of Brightling style, or they're gonna go back to like military aviation style, which is kind of what built their business, um, especially in a modern context. So I'm excited to see that. I was also pleasantly surprised. That the they also released the night mission watches in ceramic. Yeah, uh, which I think was pretty sweet, especially given the price point. Uh, These are ninety three hundred US in ceramic. Now keep in mind, it's going to be you know basically ceramic bezel, ceramic mid case, right? Pushers and crown are going to be alternate metal, as is the case back and clasp, things like that. But overall, it's not easy to make a ceramic watch, especially with this level of uh kind of dimensionality and intricacy to the case and bezel design so uh it's kind of cool to see that they were able to articulate that into ceramic and, and craft it into such a unique material um and still kind of give you the uh the kind of stealthy you know brightling aesthetic that a lot of people love
0: yeah yeah it's a good look it's a good look you know they they're kind of they're really in the same bucket with Tag Heuer. They really are. Like, where you're like, these <laughs> you're are like, what cool. what are you doing? <laughs> these are cool, but what are you doing? Yeah, right. Yeah. These are great, but then you put out this other stuff, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like Navitimer without a chronograph. It's like who who on a design team came up with this?
0: <laughs> yeah, who, who who was like, hey, I have a great idea, Navitimer, without the Navi and timing. Oh, okay, sounds good exactly <laughs> yeah makes a lot of sense um yeah. <clears throat> sorry uh, Grand seiko put out three new mid 44 gs watches um one in blue one in green one in pink i don't think they're anything special over the top but i know a lot of people in the past have said well they only really put out a lot of watches in like 40 41 I wish they'd put out some smaller stuff because yeah, for sure, their their cases they're not crazy long, but they they'll definitely hit the edges of your wrists if you have a small wrist. So these are great for people with smaller wrists. I really like the color of blue they chose. Um, I'm probably not going to buy one of these. They don't really strike my fancy that much. But like, if you were if you were like uh, you know, somebody who's staunchly in the I'm a big Japanese watch fan or whatever, and you you wanted something that would satiate like your midsize dress sport watch, like your Oyster Perpetuals and stuff, this is for you. You know, yeah, that's, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. who this hits. Um, It's not a huge demographic, I don't think, but I mean, you know, they're nice. They're nothing to write home about, but for the people no, who I, those, I, I uh, think those mid watches.
1: Yeah, I think exactly that's, that's where we're at. It's just that people want something a little bit different And, you know, a lot of Grand Sego cases, like you mentioned, it's the same phenomenon as as Nomos. They're just long lugs. You know what I mean? So you have this very kind of long, you know, case dimension. So, you know, a normal 41 millimeter case wears like a 42 or 43, given how long the lugs are. So by scaling it down, I think it's going to be much more comfortable for a lot of people that are looking for a smaller watch. And that's cool. Hey, get the people what they want. Uh, Interesting colors. I love the pink thought it was odd that it had a green second hand yeah that is you know, there's probably like a season story there somewhere that i don't really care to know uh, but it's cool whatever um they look nice and i think that this case was only previously on leather strap before right now it's on bracelet
0: you may be correct i'm trying to think you know they they've put out so many watches in the past like two years that i'm i i Ones that don't super stand out to me, I'm just like I've just breeze over and I really don't uh pay that much attention to. But I know yeah. that I'm trying to think. There was there was another pink one that was sort of similar. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but I think they were limited editions.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But I think these are exclusive too. I think these are Australian exclusive.
1: Oh, why are we even talking or about no, it?
0: US maybe U S exclusive. Anyway, okay. they're exclusive to somebody.
1: <laughs> they're exclusive somewhere, someplace. Who oh knows? yeah. USA exclusive. <laughs> they were at
0: their GS. Okay. Brand, okay. So. All right. <laughs> I knew they were exclusive to somewhere. I just didn't know where I, all I know is everybody's putting out watches that are not USA exclusive lately. And I'm like really just agitated about it. Like yeah, ones like that
1: I want. Why, why even, why even report it? Yeah. It kind
0: of <laughs> just irks me. Um, uh, but let's go to uh, we've got two more second second Timexes. Uh, I don't like I don't like either <laughs> one of them Pass the polar is an automatic the root beer is a quartz. Now, here's my thing. You made the root beer in the old colorway, which is awesome. Now, just make a cue in that color without the dumb duff beer on it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to... I would buy this. I don't want a um, Homer Simpson Duff beer on my... That's
0: on what I'm saying. I would buy this without the Duff beer. Yeah. Like, I, I love this colorway. I like it on the older... I prefer the older Rolex to the newer root beer. Yep. You know, the Clint Eastwood. I like that one much better. I would buy this if you got rid of that stupid beer, even though it's a root beer, whatever. Um, <clears throat> the Polar has a penguin on it. And, uh, yeah, I really don't know Dumb. what else to say about it. Dumb. Again, these aren't these aren't your nicknames. I I don't.
1: Yeah, we talked about this. What last episode or the episode before? It's, it's like a head scratcher. It really it's is. a head scratcher because it's just it's not your history. It's like, oh, so it's one of these things. It's like it leaves me confused because it's like okay, I get that you know people call things hulks and root beers and polars and all this stuff, but it's like that's Rolex terms, not Timex terms. And it's like like you said before, like who are you trying to capitalize on? with this
0: i don't know but i know they're limited editions and who knows if they'll sell out or not but
1: now one i'm trying thing, to
0: think of who i know who to buy one and I can't yeah i mean
1: i don't i don't know of anybody but one thing i was uh i was wondering if you saw I was just on their website and timex came out with like a mark ii omega mark ii like homage watch
0: oh i did see that they're calling it the
1: Legacy to know Chronograph from 42 millimeters.
0: I saw that it's got that nice big, uh,
1: yeah, it's a like case, yeah, yeah the barrel shaped case. Yep. It's it's kind of nice, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, I, I think I saw it in the gold tone and I went, I, I like scrolled over it. And I was like, oh, wait, let me go back to that. What is that?
1: Yeah, there's a gold tone one and a steel one with a white dial.
0: Yep, yeah, I did see that. Uh, boom, boom, boom. so I guess while we're on root beer, we could stick with it and, uh, do the Oris Diver 75 and it's in collaboration with Collective Horology. And this is sort of that retro looking diver that they do. Like they had a Diver 65 edition of like this also, where they have sort of the Art Deco block numerals on it at the 12, yeah. 6, 9, 3. And, uh,
1: well, this was the original Oris Diver 65. Yes. Like this is yes, the same was. dial as the original one, the one that I have. Right. And they just, you know, shag carpeted it up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Austin Powers would, would wear this for sure.
1: <laughs> it's just, it's good looking. I mean, I like, no, I like it. Lot. It's it's kind of out there, but it, actually
0: it's kind of out there, but I do like it. It's, it's definitely very orange and sunburst and, and you know, you, probably gonna have a hard time matching it but i like it again it's it's similar colors to, to the rolex root that i enjoy so i like yeah it. it's got yeah like dark red hues some orange yellow you got that uh two-tone aspect to it so i dig it yeah. i think it's cool
1: and it's uh it's two-tone bronze right
0: yeah i believe so yeah.
1: yeah okay yeah i mean it's a good looking watch i think if you are part of collective virology um, go get it. I think it's cool. I think it's funky enough and different enough. And it's refreshing to see Oris kind of do a model that goes back to the original Diver 65 dial because I think that that's honestly what made that watch what it is. And these kind of more Spartan Diver 65s that look kind of like, you know, standard, you know, remove the name off the dial dive watch from the 60s and 70s, they just look too ubiquitous to me. So... I like that this is much more funky. I think it's much more of a standout. So uh, this is hot. I like it.
0: I do too. Uh, bu- bu- bu. So here's uh, here's one of the uh, watches I was talking about before. So Seiko decided to pull another uh, Legacy Diver from their collection and re-release it in the new Seiko 5. So you've probably seen the old yellow divers that they put yep. out. Well, now they have this one. It's the SBSA 251. It's gone. I tried to get one. Couldn't. Um, So bright yellow, 38 mil Seiko 5 Sports. And they only made however many hundred of them, 300. And they were really only through a Japanese retailer. Oh, my God. And so, you know, I was translating websites and. And uh, I was even th- in there on the day it happened. I-, I checked right before I went to a meeting. Wasn't up yet. I checked what I got out. Gone. I was like, okay, never mind. Not that I'm even c- uh, convinced that they would have let me order it. Because like, I even tried to get another watch recently that was a, like a UK drop. And it was like, yeah. oh, you don't live here. And I'm like, dude, who cares? It was the- like, I just want to buy it. In the time of global <laughs> commerce, you give a shit where I live?
1: Yeah, apparently. But you see, know? this one is cool because I'm looking it up. This one's cool because it actually has the right second hand, as opposed to the stupid one that they always put on on modern you know Seiko fives. Oh, yeah, it's got the Martiniolo second hand instead yep, of the yep. you know loom pip at the back of the second hand, which doesn't make sense at all. This watch is cool because essentially, minus the water resistance rating, it looks identical to what it used to. It's got the same, the same loom plots, which were more squared. As opposed to the kind of like circle and rounded rectangles. This looks like my Seiko diver.
0: Yeah. It's kind of so, sweet, actually. So I wanted I wanted to get that one to put it next to the teal one I got and no dice. So oh well.
1: <laughs> Darn you.
0: Yeah. They also put out a blacked out. Almost like a fuchsia GMT look. Like if you know, yeah, that the, one's kind
1: of cool. I'm not. You know gonna
0: the lie. Fuchs, the fuchsia Rolex ones. Yeah, I'm not huge into this type of stuff, and I think it's through a collaboration with some skateboard. Yeah, something or other, but um, it's kind of neat looking, and I'm I'm curious because the renders look good because the blue and purple like pop. I'm yeah. curious to see what it looks like in real life.
1: Yeah, I mean, me too. I saw it. Um, it's like, yeah, it's for a skate skateboarder. Uh you Yuto, Yuto Hiregome or Hiragomi. Um, I mean from some of the photos, it looks pretty nice. You know, it's kind of got like a PvD case, all black, you know, P V D jubilee bracelet, red GMT hand, which yep. I think is a little bit of a miss. I would have gone for the for the purple. I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, but you know, I think it looks cool. I think it looks nice. It's different enough.
0: Yeah, so that's SSK zero two seven, or if you like JDM SBSC zero one five. Um, yeah, not so it's in that newer Seiko five Sport GMT case, A little bigger than the one I was just talking about, but still pretty cool. So if you're if you're into all that and you like that sort of uh, future Rolex look, maybe check it out. I don't know how many they're made. I don't know, you know, limited edition and all, but yeah, whatever whatever if you, if you like
1: it enough you'll you'll, that, you'll that's just like
0: down. par for the course now right when watches <laughs> everything is limited edition i don't know how many i'll look if it's there maybe i'll buy it whatever
1: <laughs> and i I remember just a few short years ago and everyone's like i hate limited editions i'm done with all these limited editions and now why do that. they make
0: so many of it why it's, is it limited edition of ten thousand? because when yeah, it's 200 it, you don't get one
1: <laughs> exactly and here and here we are here we are come full circle i hope you were happy
0: All right, one more limited edition for you, and then we can uh hang it up. Uh, we I don't think we were talking about Boulder Supply Co on here before. Uh, we maybe once
1: we have at one point because I own one,
0: it might have been on like a I don't think we did many micro brand episodes. Um
1: I Know we talked about them before,
0: it might have been out on like an affordable episode or something. Yeah,
1: it was. It was okay. Now that, it, now that you mentioned that, it definitely
0: was. But so they are putting out a GMT in collaboration with Worn and Wound, just the 3XT GMT limited edition. Uh, it's powered by Miyota 9075 automatic GMT movement, and I believe it's I think a hundred of each color. So there's two colors one is sort of like a gray, blue, green look, and the other one is uh all over the place, kind of looks like uh rowing blazers type of thing but yeah the layout is really cool on these and they have two crowns you're getting a an internal rotating disc on it for the um extra time zone there's uh you got to look close on this one because there's a really small gmt scale with a really tiny gmt hand and in the pictures that tiny gmt hand is perfectly aligned with the hour hand so i (laughs) thought it was just the the booty of the hour hand but it's not that's the gmt hand yeah yeah i thought originally because i'm not seeing that i was like i wonder how this you know uh movement is gonna achieve this because then you're to have some rotating discs and all this fun stuff going on and i was like oh this might be really cool and i was like oh no it's just a it's just a hint <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> which well, is
0: fine but these are these are just cool cool layout um a lot of. Geometry going on here. Yeah, Squares and this, and, and, rectangles this is, and, and this
1: is a brand that a lot of people like. You know, it's uh it's they make great affordable price points. They make really nice designs. I can tell that they're kind of their own design language, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get and, for originality. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, and they do cool stuff.
0: And they are made to be a tool. Well, they're made to last, right? That's like kind of the.
1: Yeah, I the mean, like. Yeah, they're like adventurer watches, you know. They're meant to be tool watches, meant to be adventurer watches. So it's kind of cool that they that they're doing that kind of stuff and 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 doing something unique. And I like it. I you can tell their design is is well thought out. It's riffing on certain classic elements from different watches over the years, but I think that they do a lot of fun stuff that makes it special for them, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that's it for the new stuff. Uh, we can get into the T for the week. <laughs> There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Um, huh, Where to start? Well, Timepiece Gentleman finally got his, and he's uh going away, it appears. <laughs> for those who don't know, he ran a really big consignment Ponzi-type scam, and uh, he's not giving anybody, anybody their money back. So, <laughs> it was weird. I mean, a few months ago... Well, I guess let's go back a little farther. A couple times, there was like these questionable publicity stunt type things right where people were like whoa he's his stuff is gone like he's up and left his little I don't know if it was like a storefront or an office or whatever but he's gone yeah like his stuff is boarded up and he's out like what happened
1: yeah yeah like you
0: know is he is he cutting and running and they're like oh no it's just a publicity stunt it was just to get on the on the radar or like drum up some some hype again or whatever. People like all right well that's weird and shady okay (laughs) like like faking your own death, like all right. Yeah, you know.
1: Exactly. I mean so it that happened
0: like once or maybe even twice. And yeah, then yeah, but that was like for me, that was like the you've you've marked yourself as shady at this point.
1: Oh, for sure. Right. For sure.
0: I Without mean question. The, you know, Lambos and weird stuff aside, like that you put a target on yourself there.
1: But that's always that's always what has been for me the metric. Like I know you sell watches. I don't need to know what kind of car you drive. I don't need to know what kind of nightclubs you're hanging out at. I understand it's all part of your your persona to 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 elevate yourself, but to me it's like is this sustainable? And if you're so concerned about doing all these things, how how concerned are you for the actual business that you're doing? Yeah. And to me that that is never Uh, that has never really panned out well for most people, from my experience.
0: Well, I'll be honest. I I feel that way about many, many people at businesses. Yeah. Like, I I feel that, like, I'll give you an example. I went to a buddy of mine's workplace, and he worked for an advertising agency in the city. They were owned by a company that owns Yahoo and AOL and whoever else. But the the ad side of it. And I go there and he's like, yeah, come by. We'll have lunch. I'm like, okay. I come by. Nobody's working. Everybody's Mm. bopping around the office, playing ping pong, drinking free coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like, what gives, dude? And he's like, not as long as you get all your work done. They don't care what you do. And I'm like, how is this a sustainable model? Keep in mind, pre-COVID, you know, uh, (laughs) pre-Elon going nuts on the workforce type of thing. But I'm just like, this cannot be sustainable. Yeah, it's not. you know, so we go down a floor, they like they bring in like vendors for lunch. I'm like,
1: who's paying something
0: about this? this smells like, it, yeah, something about it just stinks. Like, this is awesome. I wish I could do this every day and make a great salary and not get hassled by anybody. But, like, you know, I realize there's going to be push comes to shove part times, uh, you know, parts of the year and that it probably gets cutthroat at certain times and just the in between is just this. And I was like, yep, And I'm like, it would be hard for me as a a boss, manager, whatever, to stomach this when if I had people who were even coming close to not meeting their goals, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That's just me though. Like I, I'm just a, I don't know. I'm not trying to tell everybody I'm just like this crazy hustler, but like I, like, I don't know. I hustle by nature. It's just what I'm, I'm used to doing. Like I, yeah. It's, it's, it's the it, same. The same for sun me. is it's up. A... I feel like I have to make some hay. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. You, you feel like you got to contribute to something. To
0: right. Something. And, and so. You know, it's it's kind of a similar thing when I you know, you see you see these uh swanky dinners and nightclubs and Lambos, and you're just like, first of all, is this just watches? Is always a you know. Yep. With that kind of money flowing, like you never know. Yeah, it could, could be anything, right? I mean, hell, restaurant owners usually get in that kind of trouble because restaurants are cash and they cash flow through their business a lot. So like there's always you know somewhere to squeals you know squeak some money out of like i used to know a guy who owned a diner and he's just as soon as he closed the diner for the weekend he was on a flight to atlantic city it was all legit you know he's gambling his own money but still crazy like
1: yeah but it's like one bad week one bad weekend that that all goes away. oh no no
0: doubt no doubt you know it's a fast living right (laughs) that's
1: yeah i guess
0: but uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's, you know, I mean, I'm never really surprised at the with the amount of money that flows through the industry. And don't get me wrong. I know watches are incredibly marked up and, you know, there's big profit margins on some of them and all this other stuff. And if you've got the ability to source hard to get stuff, you're just raking cash. I get that. But, uh, you know, there's always a sort of a where there's smoke, there's fire. In some yes. Places, you know. But needless to say. Uh it appears he's going away for a while. So we could put that saga to rest. I,
1: mean. I hope it was worth it. Hey. Yeah. Maybe he can hang out with uh Orology Republic. They'll be best friends.
0: I'm here for a good time, not a long time.
1: <laughs> exactly. But um, oh man. Well.
0: Yeah, so that was the that was the first little little bit of tea. Um there was also a kind of uh questionable situation at the Christie's auction and I I think you and I were talking about this before I think if if Periscope has taught us anything
1: just don't do it
0: just don't do it just don't even go (laughs)
1: don't even don't even bid don't even look don't even like just let it happen because
0: might be fun to watch but
1: I mean yeah but it's just they're so full of scams it's like if people are getting you know scammed left and right there there's fraudulent watches people are duping people and the thing is is like there's no experts nobody can guarantee you anything it's it it, this is so much stuff that's going on That's just like okay this is a little shady
0: yeah I mean uh, you know from what I saw and again I just kind of read up on it briefly because I saw so many people just outraged over what was going on yeah, allegedly, like right before the auction, they raised all of the minimum bids on like everything, and they already suspect. Which is, sus-, know, suspect. Right, which is Just- sus, and they they said it was because they had a third party who was going to guarantee their items. So basically, somebody's guaranteeing they may sell one way or another. So at that point, they're like, okay, we'll bump it up because then we've already basically got a bid. Um.
1: Which is which is something I've never heard of before. Maybe allegedly, I just
0: allegedly from this article, it's commonplace. But again, who who, who establishes if that's commonplace? Or yeah, exactly. Much? This
1: doesn't sound like very cool commonplace to me. You know what I mean? So, um,
0: and then the the other claim that somebody noticed was that all of the watches were going for the same percentage markup, which is so they were all going for min bid plus 26% which you were saying was probably the commission. So who knows? Who knows what, you know, some people were wondering if it was the um like the original estate buying them back or what, but it's just it's it again it just smells. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and like you said, we've seen we've seen some of the watches have come to auction this year. I mean, where does it end? How how are you going to verify it? Right. You're, you're a guy who's going to bid on this. I've got a lot of money. I'm going to bid on a watch, a, a real grail type piece. It comes from this guy's, you know, private collection. He's got Marlon Brando's GMT master. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who are you going to bring to verify that watch? Yeah. The mean, people yeah. who are letting it change hands, they're going to say it's legit. They want their damn commission.
1: Absolutely. And at the end of the day, they're not liable for anything that's being sold or transferred or whatever. and, and, yeah, to me, you know, this whole like raising the margins or minimum bids, you know, one, it just helps Christie's hyper inflate all the pricing. Or it was Christie's, right? Yeah. It just helps them hyper inflate all the pricing, which to me is already schemey as it is. Because now they're like, well, you know, we have this magical investor, and there's there's always some type of magical investor. You know <laughs> what I mean? That- like, it's like, we had some magical investor that's, you know, coming in and they're going to pay us this amount of money. Like, yeah. I mean, get you out remember of here. the, uh, to
0: the, the, between the green and the, the Tiffany Patek both oh, times, there was always yeah. somebody swooping in. Who's like, yeah. S-. And then it turns out it's like, Oh, it's a who's who, or whatever. And you're like, Oh, okay. I see what happened here.
1: Yeah. It's like, ah, it's basically, uh, the watch, the watch world equivalent of nepotism. Got it. Um, but again, that, that's kind of my point with the, with all this stuff. Is like there's always somebody magical investor swoops in last minute, wants to do all these things, and you know talk about all these stuff, and it, it it just seems too shady. It seems like it's too good to be true because in many cases it is, as has been proven by Periscope, so many times. And if you thought that you wanted to go get into an auction related scenario, just just go read a Periscope article if you have not read one yet it will terrify you beyond all recognition of ever wanting to put your money into an auction and and i don't care how how pedestrian it might actually seem it's terrifying because there's no experts there's nobody that nobody's going to help you nobody's going to get your money back It, it it's gone it's gone
0: yeah, so you're rolling the dice. You're you're better off just just staying away on that one. One hundred percent. Yeah, but you know, like I said, it might be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they, everyone's like, "Yeah, I was live streaming the auction." I'm like, "You care that, man?" Oh no, I wouldn't
0: watch it on on online. I think it'd be fun to be in the room.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. But I'm just like the people are like, "Yeah, man." It's like I was li- I woke up at two in the morning to live stream the auction. I'm like, why? You got nothing you, better to do. I was like, you have nothing else to do with your life, so you're not even like watching like a sports match. You're like, yeah, but this is watchmaking history. I'm like, it's all fake. Is it though? It's all fake. It's all made up. It's all fake, and at the end of the day, it's all arbitrary. You know, because all of these prices are only what somebody's willing to pay for them.
0: Yeah, and it's all it's all history told till the next one exactly yeah so and
1: there's always gonna be just, a next one just
0: another day just another day in the old watch industry uh oh i forgot a gphg happened i don't know if you saw that yeah i mean it same Meh. old same old day i really i there's man i don't think there was one thing that i was like wow man awesome
1: you, but you but you know how i feel about gphg
0: no yeah we did a whole we, Last time we came around, we kind of razzed them, and that was that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the extent of what I need to do. But you know, I
0: mean, it, listen, it's cool to see people. You know, like it's cool to see John from Brew get a GPHD award. But like at the same time, like we're we're really gonna a lot of these watches. we watches that change color. We put a we put a new color on it and bang right? The last time it was what Black Bay Fifty Eight Blue. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, it is what it is, but.
1: Well, I mean, hey, you know, kudos to all the winners. Seems like a all fun that event. stuff. If you guys want my takes on GPHG, I think you gotta to listen to last year. Uh, I think we talked about it then, but yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, I so I just remember that happened also. But <laughs> watch
1: watch things are happening. Yeah, it, it was
0: a busy, busy little couple of weeks here. <laughs> and then finally, which I'm sure everybody's been waiting to hear about.
1: Well, you know, I don't know if they are because nobody's gonna talk about this.
0: Hmm. Well, no, no news outlets going to talk about this. No, I think yeah. I think the the collective I think the the probably the content creator folks will talk about it. I think. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, I know. You're I right, think Matt right. and Greg just did their piece today. OK, I don't okay. know if drop, but I think they were saying they recorded that today. Got it. You know, I think. Listen, it's a little third rail for any publications to talk about because yeah. in turn, they're also businesses.
1: Well, they didn't used to be
0: true, true. But they're, they're also businesses, you know, I'm sure, listen, if you're, if you're one of these places, you're probably looking to maybe hire some of these people and God knows, you know, there's enough, there's enough legal papers and things that you have to worry about between things already. Right. You don't need any, mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're never going to touch this. It's like I said, it's a little third rail for them, but as far as whatever you want to call them, the content creators, commentators, whoever, I'm sure everybody's got their own opinion on it. Look, um, I think many of the people... Well, I guess let's start with what happened. Um, per So per a source, aka somebody who was let go by Hodenki, uh, they have cut now 50% of their company. That is insane. And much of it were the people who were there... Uh, the creatives, the design team, things like that. Like, we're, we're not talking about you know, big wigs who are, like I said, playing ping pong and doofing off in the office, and then comes
1: so the creative and design team,
0: yeah. So the entire design team is gone. I know that for a fact. Um, okay. Some people said, look, it's cheaper to pay content creators like the people they just brought in, yeah, as opposed to.
1: Salaried employees
0: like salaried creatives, you know, like, yeah, we, we've seen how many people go by the wayside in the past few years, Cole Pennington, uh, Jack Forrester, yeah. right. You've seen all of these people who were mainstays, right. They were the but who's I, who, right. But,
1: I, but again, this is what happens when you, this is what happens when you go public, right. This is what happens like you when shareholders. you share, have shareholders. And this is what happens when you allow big business corporations to take a foothold on your business they will eventually destroy it and that's exactly what we're happening and i called this i said this on one of our friday friday night lives many 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 months ago sometime at the beginning of this year i think we were still doing a few of them here and there and i called it i said once you start seeing a lot of big heads literally institutions that built Houdini leave this is indicative of a much bigger problem because these are guys that were like, hey man, you know, we're writing stuff and we go out and we drink whiskeys and we smoke cigars and we are a family unit and we all you know holiday together and all this stuff. And these were guys that were really passionate about this, and they were very much a tight-knit group of people that inspired other collectors to want to read Houdinky by their journalistic integrity, their 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 writing skills, you know, all the stuff that was captivating for them. It made people want to go to the site. And once they started all backing out, leaving for X, Y, Z reasons, I knew that this was indicative of a much bigger problem that corporately or within the structure of the organization that something had changed that now it wasn't about watches anymore. It was about profitability. It was about margins. And it was just about putting half baked out content because the name Hoodinky can, can can stand on its own. And that's 100% not true.
0: And so I believe, I think all of the Crown and Caliber staff was let go. I know plenty of them at least were. I don't know about all of them, but I know that's more or less. Well,
1: and this is is coming off the already 20% that was cut back in September.
0: Right. So I don't know if that's 50 total or 50 of the remaining, but. I would imagine it's
1: probably 50. So it was probably initially 20. Then they probably needed to cut an additional 30 for, for a total of 50, but still to cut 50% of your workforce. That's nuts. I mean, you have an office of a hundred people. That's 50 people gone.
0: That's like Thanos.
1: I mean, it's it's (laughs) snapped, you know, security (laughs) will send you your stuff in the mail. I mean, like that's nuts. And that is that is wild. But I, I, I saw it coming. I'm not I'm not at all shocked and I'm not at all surprised. And I'm pissed for these people that have really put their blood, sweat and tears into, who, you know, doing who and 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 really, you know, kind of pushing you know them forward. And now all of a sudden they're gone, you know. Yeah. But I, I mean, think, like you, uh, go ahead. I, well, go ahead.
0: sorry, I think I was going to say, I think they are at least grateful that some people were willing to talk about it because. Listen, I mean, only a handful of them have a, a big enough reach. You know, shout out to shout out to our good for our good friend Mark on Watches who listens to this podcast, man. Like, those are the people I feel bad for, man. Like, they, yeah. those are people who I I consume their content. You know, what I mean, like, those are the people yeah. I used to go to like the sites for, and now they're gone. Yeah, I know. You know, it's it's disappointing. I think it's disappointing for everybody who followed that trail of breadcrumbs to get to where they are today like you know and and I've said it before I yeah Hodenki helped me get to where I am today because I had to you you know you have to ignite that fire somehow and you you can only do so much googling before you find which sources are better than others and which sources have credibility and you know have access to all the cool stuff you know I just knew they were interviewing uh, athletes that I knew right I knew they were interviewing Jose Bautista and whoever else and I was like oh okay let me check this out like um Howie Kendrick and I was like, okay, I know who these guys are. Let me check out what's in their collection. Like, this is neat. And, you know, some of them are not even that, like, aren't necessarily, like, WISC-type collectors. Some of them just like expensive watches, which is fine. And, like, I used to think that was kind of neat also. Like, I remember Jose Batista had, like, a ton of Bell & Ross in his collection. He's like, I just like the big gaudy pieces. You know, like, that's "That's me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, you know, he's not necessarily just like... Meanwhile, like, I remember Andre, Andre Iguodala, somebody told him, you have to buy this Rolex when you make it big. And that's what he did because he he heard that's how you're successful. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, it's just funny to see kind of how their, how their own little, you know, uh, watch adventure went, but that, that was what got me there. You know, I I was looking at that and then I was checking out, Oh, look, these dudes actually dive with stuff. Oh, look, they're comparing a bunch of watches that I want to own. Well, let me check and see which one of these falls in line with me a little better. Now they're going to really hash this out. You know, that was the cool stuff to me. Yeah, and it's just not there anymore. No, it's not. I think I I watched a, a video of a dude eating like a. Well, it's a, for for those who are in the know, it's a chopped cheese. But it's basically for those outside of New York City, it's a cheeseburger sub. You might know it as. Yeah, you ever had a cheeseburger sub? No. Picture a subway sandwich with like ground beef and then cheese melted over the top. Top, of you know, sounds ice, amazing. Shredded, no, it's great. No, but places outside of the city call it a cheeseburger sub. The bodegas in the city call it a chopped cheese.
1: Chopped cheese. Okay. So if
0: you if you're in the city and like you know soon, you go to a little spot, make sandwiches, you ask for a chopped cheese, they they're gonna think you're a local.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> but okay. It's, it's a I little like it's a I little like magical that. sandwich that you know comes out of the bodega. But anyway, I just that was like the whole video It was just a duty, and 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 it was just the the camera was towards him with a watch on, and I was like. Well, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay.
1: Well, I mean, it just—I mean, all of this stuff has changed so dramatically, and you know, all of the stuff that made Houdinky what it was as an institution is gone. And I knew all of this was changing, bro. I knew all this was changing when 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 Ben Climbers are poking back around.
0: <laughs> like, where you been? <laughs>
1: No, I mean he's it, like the
0: deadbeat dad that shows up.
1: Well, it, it, it's it's not even that because you have to remember when he when he got bought out, he left, he retired, he started like a golf app he went to go play because, golf. Yeah, yeah, he, he started like an app. He was like golf course, you know, doing you his play thing. with DJ
0: Khaled. I hear he's a big you know, golf enthusiast.
1: You know, he's in L.A. You know, whatever he's in, he's in New York. You know, he's everywhere. Then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I'm kind of like come back around Hudinky," And it's like, I knew this was going to be a problem because let's be honest, Ben was and is still very much the face of Hudinky. Yeah, for sure. Whether he's directly involved or indirectly involved, he very much still is the face of Hudinky. So I know whoever's running the ship now was like, Ben, we need we you to get come you back back yeah, we gotta get because you, back. you need to start kind of weaving your way into certain things and that's when you start seeing him do more talking watches now granted he's going to do them with more high profile celebrities you know Ed Sheeran you know John you know all that stuff right but he's 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 back in the fray you know and he's back in the fray because he has to be he is the face of the of the brand and without Ben I mean you I was just looking at it right now I was looking at the contributors for for you know, for Houdinki. And I remember when it used to say editors. Now it just says contributors. So this just tells me that every single one of these people doesn't exactly work for the company, but they're contracted by the company. These are freelance writers that are probably paid per writing segment and they put content. But that's also why their content is so disjointed because there's no consistency here. There's no movement expert the way that Jack Forrester was. Yeah, no, uh, there's bo- no body of work. Yeah, there's no there's no storyteller the way that Jason Heaton was. You lost so many of these people that left for you know various reasons, but you don't have anybody that's replaced them. And I think that's ultimately the fundamental downfall of Houdinki at this point, and why I, I don't think that this is this is done. I don't think it's done. They're going to have to drastically right the ship or it's going to get even worse than it is right now because what they've done over the years is they've removed the people or or whether voluntary or involuntary, they've removed the people that built the institution at Isu the people that made it a household name, whether you're in the watch community or outside of it. And by doing in doing so, what they've created is a vacuum of content that is really vacuous. There's nothing substantive at all. It's, you know, oh, you know, watch spotting and it's, oh, you know, go check out this live execution or kind of shallow, right? It's it's so shallow. It's so shallow. There's no substance. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we did this and we did this and we did this and we saw this. And I'm like. Okay, cool. Like Leica's advertising on Houdinki, like it's just it just seems dumb and it doesn't make sense. You know, I watched the most uh recent um reference points video, Danny Milton did one several days ago. And it was about the C-Master 300 and he was talking with this, you know, expert guy, a quote-unquote expert. I've never even heard of this dude. And expert guy, like he he obviously knows what he's talking about, but it's just not comfortable in front of the camera at all, just seems so robotic in how he explains things. And they had to have like James Stacy there to kind of like ask him more questions. <laughs> like, hey, we need more clarification. Like, you can't just give us one-line answers in this interview. Like, we need more for this 35 minute video. And it was just, it was so awkward. It was not inspiring. It was not in it was not in any way like, oh my God, like I need to go out and buy these things. You know what I mean? That's how I felt that they used to be. You know, like I remember when when John Buse and, and Jack Forster, they would do like their three for three, like you know, three best watches based on this respective category, and they would duke it out under this price point, whatever. And they would talk about why the pros and cons. You know, it was cool. It was it was it was interactive. And now there's nothing. It's all vacuous and completely empty and devoid of any real substance. And to me, that is a shame because they've alienated their fan base who built their brand and they've alienated the people the editors and the contributors that also built their brand and subsequently they've killed off their client base i mean that's what's happening you're losing money because you drove everyone that used to consume your content and willingly pay for it you drove them away they don't want to buy your Houdini magazine anymore because it sucks Just because you post pretty pictures and a few little anecdotal stories does not make an editorial magazine. I'm not going to spend $40 to get it. Sorry. And then you pulled out a big move when you bought Crown & Caliber at the peak of of the watch market. Yeah, you bought bought at the the top top of the the watch buying crisis, which you know nothing about reselling watches, by the way. But you bought this company that has good expertise in doing it, and all of a sudden, well, the watch market's going to correct because whatever we were experiencing in the last two three years was not sustainable at all. Well,
0: first of all, I mean, I I would like to I'm going to pat ourselves on the back on this one. Uh, we did say this was ha- inevitable. I mean, 100%. we had a, we, we had an entire episode dedicated to sort of the idea of it not being sustainable to have hype watch insanity yeah for that long.
1: no it, it just and anybody with with a brain could understand this. and yet it seems as though somehow LVMh and Houdinki did not. like I don't I don't get this.
0: I mean, it was a strange play to go out on luxury goods after 2020 right yeah like you knew globally nobody was doing that good and what's the first thing that falls out in an economy luxury goods absolutely because they're completely unnecessary
1: yeah you know are there especially
0: are are there people with mega dollars who are probably mopping up some decent deals right now of course
1: yeah i mean now now is I i now honestly i would give it another six months but right now you, you're you starting to enter the good times again where this is where you start buying. Yeah. You start stockpiling and you start buying stuff that was maybe not, uh, not within your wheelhouse or not affordable anymore because this stuff is going to start to crater in price point. Everything's coming down because people can't liquefy their inventory. They got too much. They got to offload it. And this is the right time to start buying stuff again. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the market to correct because it needs to correct. All of these like super inflated three, four, five times over retail price. It's all it's all manufactured. It's all it's not real. And yet people got away with pushing it. And who think he's a perfect monster in this in this scenario? You read a nice editorial piece about how collectible and rare this piece is. And oh, by the way, you happen to have it in your store. Fantastic. Let's go get it. It, it, It's self-aggrandizing. And I just I've never understood it. Didn't make sense to me. I understand it from a business perspective and a capitalistic perspective. I totally get it. But from a pure watch perspective, a WIS perspective, I knew at some point this was going to be a corrupted business model. Because you can't do both. You got to pick a lane. Are you a shop, a retailer, or are you editorial?
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: And this needs to be a lesson to everybody. If you are a editorial and you are running a business, you have deals with manufacturers and you are a retailer or whatever, you have to be weary. You need to be weary. Because if you start getting too big for your britches, this is what's going to happen. And I'm mad because, and I I know I've been ranting and raving on this for several minutes now, but I'm mad because there's been a lot of great people that you and I have, have crossed paths with that we've messaged before that we've talked to that they are on the on the the bad end of this.
0: Yeah. Well some people ask me, they're like, damn man, you really went in. I said they fired all the people I like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. And and here's the thing, nobody else is calling them on their crap. And that's the part that also pisses me off. Is come on, bro. We're just P- gonna take trap.
0: That was that was A1.
1: No, I, 100%. I, I gave your myself, comment section uh, was blowing up.
0: I gave myself a, a kudos to that one.
1: But you were the only one that was doing it. You were the first one to do it. And then all of a sudden, slowly but surely, all the little meme accounts, oh, this is a, this is kind of a big thing. Let's start talking about it. But that was kind of the extent of it. And and that's the thing that that makes me upset. It's like, I know that there's not going to be any type of direct watch enthusiast editorial that's going to write on this. Not going to happen. But it also is a sad set of affairs when the world of journalism will not cover a story like this.
0: I mean, I even mean, if you just did it from an econ- Like, if you didn't put the feelings into it, you just did it from a strict economic standpoint. Yeah,
1: this is, this is a business...
0: Like saying, yeah. sign of the times production uh, yeah. or workforce like you know luxury goods product like why
1: doesn't why doesn't forbes write about this why doesn't bloomberg write about this these yeah, are they, not watching
0: them new york times always seem to show up when the, the going's good yeah
1: <laughs> like you know uh, the only the only thing i can find was from like an uh, obscure fashion thing that i came across on the internet from like three months ago or whenever September was when they laid off their first 20% of staff.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Everybody keeps going, keeps going, source, source, source. And I go, do I need a source? I'm getting firsthand accounts. I was like, <laughs> well, I,
1: everyone, everyone's going to you know, look
0: they're like I need to read up on this. I'm like, it's not published. I was like, people are, they, people are they not going to publish it. Yeah, this is what's going to happen.
1: This is where, this is where people are going to talk about it. It's here. 50% of the workforce is gone. I don't even recognize a single person that is listed as a contributor to who outside of Ben Clymer, maybe James Stacy and, and, you know, obviously Danny Milton's there too, but he's, he's still relatively a newbie. You know, he, he joined what two years ago, something like that. He's nobody. He's not a Jack Forrester. That's That's for sure. He's not a John Buse. He's not a Jason Heaton. You know, all the guys that did did this laid the foundation for these people. I don't even, who the heck is Aaron Wilborn? Got me. I, I, I have no idea who that is. And I don't want to sound like a jerk, but it's just like you're not even listed as an editor, you're a contributor. Like, why even have your name there? I don't know, man. It gets my blood boiling because for so many years, they have been the preeminent place for watches. And we're starting to see that dramatically change.
0: Yeah. Just a shame. It's a shame. You know, like I said, for some reason, it seems like all the good people uh, always get the short end of the stick. But, you know, it was a lot of people who used to, they would, these are people who would message me and say, Dude, you know we we pass your, we're passing your stuff around the office like we think it's hilarious. Like we know, like even though they're, they're kind of the butt of the joke, like they got it. They got yeah. it. it wasn't malicious. That it was just like, come on, this and, is a little bit funny.
1: And people who didn't take themselves too seriously, right? People that wanted to have fun in the industry, but again, this is what happens when the industry gets corrupted by greed. Big companies, big businesses want to take things over, and they're going to ruin. They will ruin it a hundred times at a hundred. It may not be immediate, but you have to remember, there's no investment for them. Like, I understand Ben Clymer. Like, he built this thing from nothing, all the way from the ground up. You know what? It was your baby. You sold It, it made a ton of money. Good for you. That's a great American story. It's a great business story. But whoever takes over, if it's not one of your direct people, Whoever it is, an investor group or partner group, or in this case, LVMH, they don't care. They're buying an intellectual property. They're buying a name. They don't care what the reputation is of that name after what they've done done to it. And uh, I think at some point, there, there may be a time where Houdinki is gone, or at least at this point, not relevant.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they kept—they just kept a lot of the old uh, fat cats in the boardroom, and that's uh, who they're rolling with now. I mean, I don't know how that's going to translate.
1: But that's again—that's my point. Line. That's my point. Who's writing the articles? <laughs> who's 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 evaluating all of your pre-owned watches?
0: Yeah, I don't know, I mean, Have you seen articles lately? They're getting mighty short no. across the board.
1: There's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Oh cool, we got a, a photo report. Oh great, probably fewer than 200 words. Oh, come check out the, the JLC, you know, Reverso exhibit in New York. Awesome, cool. All Thanks for. Right, I'm boy. saying
0: like I'm seeing even on other sites like we're talking like 1500 words max. I don't know, it's weird. I'm seeing a lot of really short articles.
1: It's everywhere because nobody cares about articles anymore. And that's and that's the thing that people don't understand. People still want to consume content. Okay? You're not going to convince me that in this luxury segment, a TikTok influencer is going to have my best interest at heart. No, hell no. Okay? It's just not going to happen. They don't understand this world. Okay? And for them, it's...
0: It's all about likes and clicks and shares. Exactly.
1: But that's all... It's all superfluous. At the end of the day, it means nothing. So... When you're out of likes and clicks and 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 engagement and algorithm boosts and all that stuff, you have nothing. Why do people even come to your site? I used I remember the days when I would read Hudinky five times a day. I wake up in the morning, first thing I would check was Hudinky. M- you know, midday or so, lunch would be more articles that came out as people were writing stuff at the office and posting it, and there would be there would be new releases of articles almost two or three times a day. Yeah. Now I can go several days without having checked Houdinki one time because there's still nothing new on the website. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace to anybody who helped build Houdinki into what it is today, which at, at, at now is not much. And it's, the, it's depressing and sad. Yeah. It's depressing, and it's uh, it's it's really sad. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. I hope that nobody has insurance with Houdinki, because that's probably next to go. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Once you start cutting, you start cutting deep. I mean, you're cutting watchmakers, you're cutting creative. Like, who's recording all these videos now? Who's gonna do the editing content? You know, like this, like you know what it's like to make content.
0: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> now imagine, imagine if
1: this was your full time job and and they just fired you. Who's gonna do it now? The board members? No, what, what what's gonna end up happening is whoever's still left, they're gonna force everybody to to wear multiple hats. To do all of the content creation and editing. And, all, and it's going to be half-baked crap. And it's going to dive them even further into BS. Because it's just not sustainable.
0: You mean to tell me dre- how to dress your Alpine Eagle is not quality content?
1: Oh my god, don't make me want to kill myself. <laughs> I saw that. And I I don't know who posted the meme, but they posted the... the- the, the one with um A guy walks in He's like What the f-? <laughs> You know It's um Joe Pesci um, Yes thank you Joe Pesci He goes What the It's all this And I I died laughing I think it was Orological Dictionary That posted that one I, I saw it And I'm like This is Ridiculous
0: Yeah I don't know I'll be honest with you People are always surprised I'm like I really don't follow anybody
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I don't know who it was But And here's another one, dude. Like, how to style your Cartier tank. Like, why? Like, why are you telling me how to wear a watch, Houdinki? Why don't you tell me how the watch is freaking made?
0: Yeah, it's a weird idea.
1: They're turning this into a lifestyle fashion thing, which it already was a lifestyle thing. But, now it's, like, a whole, like, fashion thing. Yeah,
0: it was, like, a niche lifestyle thing where it was kind of fun and quirky.
1: But the people that wrote about it also knew how niche and quirky it was.
0: Yeah, you know. Jason Heaton talking about his Land Rover and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that was, like, their thing.
1: So here's one of the comments about how they, how to. Do... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So here we have this ostensibly old money watch being worn by and styled with exactly the wrong match. Well done. <laughs> Best part of how to wear it series are the comments. At least y'all aren't complaining about date windows. Progress. Nope, nope, and more nope. How to wear it? Um, No, really like no. I like the idea of addressing fashion as an element of watches, but perhaps such avant-garde clothing is a bit too much for those visiting H initially interested in the mechanics of watch escapements or whether dive watches should have date windows. Exactly, it's like who are you marketing this to? Like,
0: it's a good question.
1: Everyone's like, "This is this is dumb," and this is like every comment. I don't care for this particular watch or the outfits, but this is the way all hands-on articles should be photographed. Okay, the photographs are good—that's for sure. But this one, what's happened to this site? <laughs> I went from multiple visits every day to checking in every few days to wondering why I've clicked on it and stuff like this has got me where I am. Dude, that was you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this,
0: is, this guy, I mean, but this is,
1: and, and, and honestly, this is completely unscripted, but this is ridiculous. Uh, and then somebody went else went, went further on to say yes, that the Suhdinki has definitely changed with some staff changes. It is drifting towards Mister Porter. I'm not saying it is worse nor better, as that is completely subjective. take a stand, buddy, but don't resemble. But it doesn't resemble the Houdinki that brought us here. <laughs> it's like everything I've already said at this point. People are, are picking up on, and this is just this is just one of their most recent articles. And it's not even an article. It's like a photo shoot lookbook of like how to wear a tank. But it's a centrey, like one of the most rare tanks you can get, and your normal person is just not going to wear this. Like they have a dude wearing it, like in a in a tracksuit. Like you're not going to wear a Cardi tank with a tracksuit, bro. Like it looks cool for the Gen Z model, but it's just not realistic. But whatever, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. So
0: we'll see. Not good. It's not
1: good. No, not at all. So, all know. right. I don't Keep think this horse is it. getting up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that horse. <laughs> Stop. It's
0: already dead. You're <laughs> killing him. You're killing him. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Well, tomorrow will be fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to uh get this thing up and going before I. uh pass out from illness um <laughs> anything else uh on the old slate there good
1: no man everything's good on my end but uh thanks for letting me rant and rave a little bit hopefully the the folks the folks at home enjoy it yeah and I uh so. and and dm us i want to i I want to know your thoughts i'd like to kind of create a little uh little forum around this um about what you guys think i mean a lot of people are not going to really cover it or mention it so it'd be kind of interesting to hear what your thoughts are um, with regards to what you think is going on at Houdinki, or if you have any additional information you would like to provide us, maybe we'll do a follow up episode or something.
0: Yeah. All right, then. Till next time, we'll catch you later on Rishi's Radio. Peace.
1: Peace.